0: morning. Good morning. You are here today. It's actually, it's Monday, 1130 AM, wave 94, 94.1 Escape to Heaven with Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. Servant Marcia here, and I just want you to know that every day can literally be a new beginning, particularly if you learn who you are and what your inheritance is by coming over to the kingdom of light. I I'm so grateful that, um, the Lord has thought this out so carefully. Matter of fact, you might wonder how long are you supposed to be alive? Isn't that a question that we're always asking ourselves? I mean, is this my day? Am I, you know, we make plans for a year ahead or we, we get insurances and annuities and all kinds of things that indicate We believe that we're going to live at least until 80, maybe 90. I mean, nowadays people even live to 100. So, is that unusual? Or did God already plan all of that? And when you look in the Word of God in Jeremiah 29, it tells us, For thus says the Lord, When 70 years have been completed, I will visit you. Fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to the place of the Lord. By the time you get to the age of 70, you should be very close to being reconciled with the Father. You should have gone through all of the things of of what life is about and all the bad decisions and just all the stuff we go through. But you really should be on your path to reconcile back with the Father. And Psalms 90, because God wants to visit you. You know, God wants to bring goodness to you after even he tells us about how Parents should raise up a child so that when he is old, he would not depart. So God knows that we're going to go out there and experience all kinds of things and make all, make all kinds of decisions and and uh, and in some cases get off the pathway to him. But by the time you're getting in your 60s and so forth, you should know, find your way to the Lord because he has goodness for you. Psalms 90 says that the days of our years is are three score and 10. That means 70. So it is already planned in your DNA naturally for you to live until age 70. Uh, and if by reason of strength, meaning that you did not abuse your body, then it would be eighty years old. And then, and and that's if uh, strength, labor. But if you, you know, if you have uh, abuse in your body, and you don't sleep, and you don't eat well, you have bad relationships, and have negativity, you can shorten your own life. But you are not designed to live less than 70 to 80 years. And then there's another part in the Bible where the Lord looks down and sees that um, the angels that he sent here to be watchers on earth, uh, more like helping mankind to stay in reconciliation with the plan of the father, but they instead rebelled and decided that they wanted to create their own children through their own bloodline. So these angels uh, became intimate with women on earth and created giants. And when the Lord looked down, he said, this is not good. First of all, That interaction with angelic seed and and mankind seed, it caused an evil, it caused the wickedness greater than what mankind had been living, Uh, mainly because the angelic uh, beings were rebellious. And so they were evil, and they passed that on to their generations. Uh, Additionally, they taught the women Uh, different secrets, heavenly secrets, things that mankind should not have been exposed to. So as a result, the world became more and more wicked. And God the Father looked down and said, let me look at what has become of them. I regret that I ever created them. And he made a statement that let us know that, guess what? We even can live to a hundred twenty years, because he said, My spirit will not dwell with mankind always, because after all, they are flesh and you know, they are limited to 120 years. I said all of that to let you know that God has given us a gift, and this is called life. And your lifespan can go anywhere from 70, 80 to 120 years, and the Lord is always looking at you. He knows the days of the upright. That's what Psalms 37 says, uh, that our inheritance shall be forever. And even when we were young and then we become old, David made a comment, King David, that he've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Uh, God is ever merciful. Um, uh, even mankind that will surrender to God, being, becoming an upright person, all right? That person himself becomes merciful, is a lender, uh, his seed is blessed, uh, the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. And God is their strength whenever the righteous go through trouble. God is our refuge in Psalm 46. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we, we should not fear. So even if the earth is moved or the mountains are carried away or waters roar and come up on the ground and overflood the banks, don't be troubled because even mountains shaking you know, God is still our refuge. God is still our strength. Now, we are going through, and that's why this program is called Escape to Heaven, because today, when you look at the news, my heart is troubled. I mean, we we are troubled because of Ukraine and Russia. We're troubled when we look at China sometimes, uh, Korea, South and North, uh, It's just, it's it's nonstop. We look at Africa, parts of Africa with the Muslim and just the violence and the killing and the massacre. And then we live our own lives. And in our own lives, we have sadness in our heart, depression, disappointment, suicide. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was dealing with a 15-year-old that was slicing her wrist you know, suicidal thoughts, teenagers having babies and no one to assist them as they need help, no one to talk to. Psalms 42 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? Why are you troubled? Hope where? Hope thou in God. Because if we praise Him for help, and, and we praise him, you know, so that he can look at us, right? We hope in God, you know, then we pray. And then we meditate on his past goodness and our victories. And then we wait upon the Lord. Amen. Um, there's a part in the Bible where it says they that wait upon the Lord, that he will renew our strength and that we will mount up our wings so that means we have the capacity naturally to fly and to soar and to be great. But there are times in life where we must wait upon the Lord. There's a lot of single women in society today. I'm saddened by something I saw last night where single woman is dating a man and you know, she has three sons, thirteen year old and some other sons, and you know, she asks him to leave. They've been dating two years. He refused to leave. And it's still he 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 kills her. I mean, where does it end? I don't think that it's gonna end. I think that we're at the beginning of sorrows, which mean it is not gonna end, but instead it's going to intensify. And so maybe women, particularly with children, we should wait more. Wait before we bring the person into our family and into our homes, not understanding yet who this individual is. What kind of hidden rage might be in the person that you want to date or want to marry? Wait Upon the Lord so that he, God himself, can renew you, strengthen you, and then you can mount up your wings and fly like an eagle. You can run and not faint. You can get your education. You can fellowship with the Lord, commune with him so that you can raise up children unto the glory of God. Amen. That, that I know today. I'm just kind of giving you the Word of God, but I also want to reach out to your heart and let you know that God loves you and God sees you. In Psalms 51, you know, when we're praying, we, we, we say, have mercy upon me, O God, and according to not what my need is, but according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude, of your tender mercies that will blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly. Wash me, Lord. That's how we pray. Instead of pointing the finger at others, Lord, look at me. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me, Lord, with a free spirit. Let me be free. Let me fly. Let me soar. In the spirit of joy, God, hear my cry, O oh God. Attend unto my prayer. And no matter where I cry, even if I'm at the end of the earth, or I'm in a hospital bed, or I'm in a boat in the middle of the ocean, or I'm in a, in a forest, or I'm in my car, or I'm in the bathroom, or I'm listening to a report that doesn't feel good, Lord, hear my cry. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than me. Let me have hope, Lord God, in you, because you have been a shelter for me. You've been a strong tower from my enemies, God. I can trust God. And I'm telling you today that you can put your trust in the Lord. Amen. You are somebody. You are the apple of God's eye. God is looking at all of us individually. When he created us, he created someone special. Amen. And when we wait after we pray, Psalms 40 tells us to wait patiently for the Lord. And he will incline upon us. He will hear my cry. And then God will put a new song in your mouth. He even praise. He'll 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 strengthen you so much that you'll be able to praise him. Amen. And many will look at you praising the Lord and they'll fear and they'll put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is they, blessed is the man that make the Lord his trust. See, God's not really looking for sacrifice and offerings. He's looking for your heart. Will your heart be inclined towards the Lord? Amen. Um, Your heart should say that I came to the volume of the book that is written about me. And I delight to do your will, God. I will put your law in my heart and in my mind. And I agree with you. See, that's what God is looking for. Are you reconciled unto him? I have a sister that for at least 30 years, she was hooked on different drugs and different behavior patterns. And, you know, it looked like she would never, ever, ever remember that we have been raised as little children to love the Lord. And it wasn't that she didn't love God, she just couldn't do any better. But I'm here to tell you that God has transformed her. Yes, as a family, we had to wait upon the Lord, but today she is filled with vigor, filled with righteousness, filled with joy, filled with deliverance, filled with sanity of mind, filled with fruitfulness and multiplication. Yes, we can put our trust in the Lord. Amen. Even though fear and doubt will try to creep in, you know, Psalms 53 tells us that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So that is a corrupt person. Uh, that is a person that will do abominable iniquity because he feels that there's no one. She feels that there's no one that's looking at all the things that we are doing in secret. But I want you to know that God looks down from heaven, amen, upon the children of men to see if there's any that understand, to see if there is any that is seeking God. See, that's what God is doing. He's looking to and fro. And so my uh, prayer is that you would escape to the ways of God from the, the ways of this society, which is becoming more and more perverse every day. God will hear your cry. Psalms 57, when we say, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful for my soul trusts in thee. In the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities are overpassed. You know, no matter where we live today, crime is there. And so we must live in not so much in the safety of the security system or our dogs or whatever or our guns that is not going to be the ultimate protection ultimate protection is going to be the blood, the blood of the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. It is the blood. It is the righteousness of God. It is the power of God that will shield us in these hours. Amen. And so we want to go under the shadow of the wings of God and, and, and make our refuge that place until calamities are gone. I will cry unto God, Most High, unto God that perform all things for me. He will send from heaven angels, amen, and power uh, to save me from the reproach of them that will swallow me up. God will send forth his mercy, and his grace. Amen. And when do I pray? I do just like Jesus. That's what we got to do. We got to look at Jesus and say, I'm going to follow his path. What Jesus would do, he would get up early in the morning. And that's another thing, you know, we're so confused because to us, the morning when the sun come out is the beginning of the day. But in actuality, the beginning of the day is the evening for us. So like 6 p.m., seven p m eight p m when it get becomes dark, that is the beginning of the day and what Jesus would do around three four o'clock in the morning, three in the morning, he would go early and he would seek his father amen, and so early in the morning psalm sixty three says "O oh God, thou art my God, early' Well, I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My heart, my flesh long for thee in a dry and thirsty place, where there is no water. To see your power, your glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, I want to see you, God, when I'm by myself. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Amen. So believe. Believe in God, believe in Jesus, not the reports of uh, what the doctor is saying or your finances or work or the relationships, you know, or your body, your soul, your flesh, your pain, your past. Isaiah fifty three says, Who have believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Surely he has borne our grief carried our sorrows. (laughs) He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, but by his stripes, with his stripes, we are healed. So who is this Jesus? Is he a prophet? Is he a king? Matthew 21 says that Jesus said, there's going to be a guy out there He's going to have a cult tied up. Go tell the guy, you need the cult. If he actually just say, I have need, the master have need of the cult. And the disciples went and they did as Jesus commanded and they brought the cult over, put on them their clothes and they set Jesus upon them and all the multitude spread their garments and branches from the trees and they put them all in the road and as Jesus walked by, The multitudes did what had been prophesied. And they said, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. So now we know he's in the lineage of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. But I want to tell you, Jesus is much more than that. Amen. Because he's our hope in this dark, sad world. Jesus is our hope. Amen. Matthew 24, at the end of the Sabbath, as it was breaking dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they went to go see Jesus. And then there was this great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was like lightning, his clothing was white as snow. And the women were fearful, and the keepers were fearful, and they felt like dead men. And the angel entered and said, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified, but he's not here. He is risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay. So Jesus is more than just the prophet. Amen. He is risen. He is the firstborn of the dead. I mean, he, God, the power of God raised him. Amen. And though in, Testalo- in the Thessalonians, first Thessalonians, 5th chapter, it says that our hope, it lets us know that our hope in Jesus is everlasting. Amen. Because it says, I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep in this case I mean died. I don't want you to sorrow like somebody that have no hope because there is hope amen for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him so if you died and Jesus was in you, anyone that died and they died with Jesus, Inside of them, God is going to bring them back to himself. Amen. With Jesus. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them that which are asleep or that are dead in Jesus Christ. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive, okay, and remain, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So comfort, we are to comfort one another. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and all these years that God has given us to be alive on earth knowing that God has his eye on us he's watching us he's he's guiding us we're praying we're waiting on the lord we're receiving the answer and no matter what we are believing in god we're believing in jesus i want you to know that you're putting your faith in the immortal invisible Image of the living God. That's what Jesus, that's who Jesus is. He is the image, the express image of the living God. Amen. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He is Alpha and Omega. He has the keys to death and life. You are putting your trust in the right place. Amen. Your new beginning is assured in heaven. Amen. Uh, Your inheritance is forever. Your name is written on it. In 1 Peter it says Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively a living hope, not a dead hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So that one act That one act by God lets your hope in God, your hope in Jesus be alive to an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, won't fade away, reserved in heaven for you, kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in this last hour. So I have a question you now know that your new beginning has an everlasting inheritance that your time on earth is temporary and it's all about where are you going to live your your everlasting your eternity your immortality where will you spend that time do you want your inheritance do you even want do you want to go to heaven do you want to be with Jesus, God, the Father, Holy Spirit, and other believers, the dead in Christ? Then if you want that, we go over to Romans, the 10th chapter. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the heart, man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You have been listening to escape to heaven. Don't commit suicide. Don't go out and have sex with someone that you don't know. Don't go out and get altered with drugs, uh, trying to escape. Escape to a real, a reality that will never change the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Escape to heaven, where the throne room of Jesus and the Father and the Ancient of Days. Escape to reality, escape to truth. Jesus came with grace and truth. That's where you escape to. And that way you can be blessed. I pray that God lead you and keep you and protect you. And I want you to remember that your new beginning has an everlasting inheritance. You have been listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, saying we love you. God loves you so much more. And we can't wait to see you again next week. Be blessed. Amen.